Welcome back to Making Sense of Retirement. I am John J. Gay. I'm joined by Vince Aldrey from CFG Retirement. Vince, always good to be with you, sir. Yep, good to see you again, John. So today we're talking about five crucial questions to ask yourself about your investments. I feel like this is such an important topic because everybody's thinking about their investments. We had such a crazy year with the pandemic in 2020 and lots of ups and downs. And then we've got new administration coming into the White House. And a lot of folks are worried about their investments and their financial future. So where do you want to start? Well, let's just start with the number one thing that people are honestly really afraid of right now of money when it comes to retirement. But when it comes to your investments, let's just look at what people really want right now, which is returns. Yeah. You know, are you seeing the results you want? So researching potential investments thoroughly before you put any money into them is, is a crucial part. And I know a lot of times we trust financial advisors to do that for us, but you still need to do your research to understand what you're putting your money into. I've honestly have seen so many people lose money by putting things into bad investments because the investments have some shiny object to it. But at the end of the day, they turn into really bad investments. So we yeah. really have to put some thought into what makes sense. So are you seeing the results that you want? And it's actually not always about return, though, too. We do need to see results based on return and the risk that you're taking. So here's what you need to do. If you're close or in or near retirement, okay, you need to look at what return you want and then think about that return and only that return as an average, okay? So some years you might get, if you're just trying to get an 8% return, it's okay if you get 12 or 14% when the market's up 30. And when the market's down 30, the idea is because you have a portfolio that's a little bit more moderate, it's okay if the portfolio is only down, you know, two or three or maybe 10% compared to if the market's down 30%. So don't always just focus on the results as far as returns. You got to focus on the results as probably an average as well. Yeah. Avoiding those wild up and down swings and just keeping a little bit more consistent for a little bit of safety as you get closer and closer to retirement. What's number two on our list? Well, actually just understanding the returns. That's, you know, number two is, is it easy to follow and understand? We find that a lot of people are in different investment vehicles that are rather confusing. They don't even know what kind of return they're getting. Uh, they don't even know what kind of risk that they have. So it's important to utilize some tools. So one tool that we use a lot is Morningstar. If you don't have access to Morningstar, you can utilize the internet, finance.yahoo.com. Go there and you can type in your different investments and see how the performance has been and the history. But one thing to keep in note is when you look at the returns and trying to understand the performance of what you are invested in, it could be a little bit skewed. And the reason why it could be a little bit skewed right now is because over the last 10 years, the market's been generally going up. I know we've had some you know, major drops in there, but relatively it's been going up. And the other thing that we have to think about too is when we look at the return, we have to also look at the risk and actually put your dollars in that. Meaning when you look at a portfolio that might have dropped 30%, but then you see the following year where it's up 40, that doesn't mean you've completely made it back to break even or you're ahead, right? Mm. Um, technically, you're still down. So you have to actually put dollars in there to help understand your true performance, not actually just put it in percentages. Right. Those percentages can be very deceiving and depends on the order of what you're losing and what you're gaining. What's number three on our list of five crucial questions to ask yourself about your investments? Are your interest rates satisfactory? Meaning, if you think about like your safer money and you have fixed income vehicles like bonds or CDs and that kind of thing, are you getting the correct interest rate? 
maybe we should look for some alternatives. You know, there are different things. If we're, if we're applying the same techniques that we've applied for the last 40 years, we could be setting ourselves up for failure. So what you need to do is find alternatives that act like fixed income vehicles, similar to bonds or CDs, but give us a better interest rate. And they do exist. We just have to find them. And so you just have to do a little bit more research to you know, get a good fixed interest portfolio, like 4% or 5%, that's rather safe. It's funny when you think about what interest rates were in the 80s and before that and how high they were versus where they're at now. Big difference. Not as easy to find those high interest rates, right? I mean, think about what could you get for a CD right now? You know, it's maybe 1%. Um, if you're lucky, yeah. What could you get at the, you know, with the treasury? You know, if you look at the one through 10 year treasuries, like that's there's nothing. But there are some things out there that can give you some decent interest. Uh, there are some uh, different exchange traded funds like PIMCO and Barclays that do provide a little bit better interest, you know, three, four, five percent. Some people have used like index annuities to kind of help out with the bond side of things. Um, whether you like them or don't like them, that doesn't matter. You know, I'm just kind of giving you some examples of what other people might be using to help give them some of the safe side of investments, but not be dragged down with the results uh, that come with, you know, how we've seen bonds lately, right? Okay. Number four on our crucial list of questions to ask yourself about your investments. Yeah, this is a big one. Are you really losing sleep or are you constantly worried about the money you've invested? And if you are losing sleep, then you probably aren't in the right kind of portfolio. Um, if you're always kind of worried about what the market's doing. Now, keep in mind, I mean, investments are always going to go up and down. They never go straight up unless we're doing something like a CD where we are getting 1%. But at the end of the day, we're not happy with 1% typically. So you may be overextending yourself, maybe not comfortable with the risk that you're taking. Try to look at your portfolio and see how you can still get a good average return with taking lower risk. Again, a great tool to use is Morningstar or going to finance.yahoo.com, type in your ticker symbols, and then try to find ones that actually have a shorter range. Uh, And one measurement that we use, and I know this is a a little bit of financial jargon here, you can use the standard deviation, which is a measurement of volatility, to help you understand how wide your swings will be in the market. So the higher the number, the higher the swings are going to have. The lower the number, the lower the swings are going to have. So ideally, what we try to do is find a portfolio that has a good average return with a low volatility. That's for most people that are in or near retirement. Okay. Now, if you're a lot younger, you know you probably can sustain a lot of the volatility. Then you know try not to look at it so much. That's what I would tell you if you're constantly worried. (laughs) I know I've told the story before on our podcast that when my wife and I first sat down with a financial advisor and we're in our early 40s, and I was surprised that she wanted to be aggressive as she was. And I asked her about it later and she said, well, we've got 20, 25 years until we retire. We can afford to be a little bit more aggressive. If something happens, we've got more time to bounce back. I suppose somebody who might be 50, 55, 60, where if you take that hit right before your retirement, you may not have an opportunity to come back from that. So finally, Vince, number five on our our list of crucial questions to ask yourself about retirements is what? Well, taxes. So how are your investments being taxed? And are you being smart or tax efficient with your money when you're moving things around? Keep in mind that taxes could eat into your returns, right? And if you aren't doing things smart, you could lose money or your returns out of that. So one of my clients actually just did this. Unfortunately, he was with some other broker and he decided to move it to Fidelity. And between the broker and Fidelity, 
I actually wasn't involved at this time yet, but what happened was he had a lot of capital gains and mm. he moved everything over to Fidelity, but the uh, one broker said, well, we got to sell everything if you want to move it, which isn't true. He sold everything, moved it, and now he's got a lot of capital gains tax. You know, he could have done some things to try to offset it. He didn't. So now he's stuck with a large capital gain tax bill. Now, keep in mind, you're always going to have those capital gains there, right? I mean, you're going to have to pay taxes on it eventually. So I guess, you know, it doesn't really matter maybe, but if you were to try to offset some of that stuff or if you try to, try to create a plan, maybe take it out over a longer period of time, that might be better. The other thing that happened to him too is that he wanted to pay off his house because he was retiring. And so what the broker did is they sold certain investments that had gains, but didn't sell the others. And the reason why, this is where it gets really weird. The guy was making a fee off of one half of the portfolio and then the other half of the portfolio, he made commissions on selling these commissionable mutual funds. And so what really happened there was he wasn't making more money on those commissionable mutual funds because he already sold those. So he sold the commissionable mutual funds to help him pay off his home. And so he had a capital gain just from that. And then when he decided to move the money over to Fidelity, the broker decided to sell everything instead of moving it in kind over to Fidelity. So taxes definitely hit him hard there. Um, that's just one story. You know, there's lots of different ones. So just keep in mind when you start moving things around or if you're looking at your investments, you know, you got to keep in mind how things are taxed. One last thing here on this, I know I could probably talk for like half an hour on how your investments can be taxed. But the other thing that you have to keep in mind is are you using mutual funds or exchange traded funds? You know, mutual funds are taxed a little bit differently when you have the dividends and when they pay out at the end of the year versus ETFs, you can exchange traded funds, you can get away with, you know, the dividends aren't paid out as far as a taxable event then. Um, so there's a lot of different little small little things that you should look out for. And I know taxes kind of touch everything that we kind of talk about. So it's really important to think about that kind of stuff before you start moving things around. Or if you are going to invest in something and you don't want the tax hit, make sure you're investing in things that don't give you the tax hit that year. And one last thing there is making sure if you are kind of investing for the long haul, look at things that you can invest in for the long haul. And if you sell it, you have long-term capital gains instead of short-term capital gains. So uh, if you have a portfolio that's trained too often, you'll have short-term capital gains and that is taxed as ordinary income, whereas long-term capital gains is, has a much more favorable tax rate. So I know there's a lot there. Sorry, I know I just keep rambling on. So I, uh, there's a lot there. No, I mean, you can't overstate the importance of taxes and how important that is to everything. Vince, if somebody wants to talk to you about any of these topics or planning their financial future, what are the best ways to find you? Two ways. Uh, just give us a call. 952-657-7470. Again, 952-657-7470. Uh, you can go to our website, cfgretirement.com. Again, cfgretirement.com. Or just shoot me an email at info at cfgretirement.com. Good stuff as always, Vince. We'll talk again soon. We'll see you.